Hey guys, I'm Katie Jones. And I'm Monique Jones. And you're listening to the Accomplish Your Podcast, where sisters discuss endless topics ranging from how to accomplish and master your fitness to having the most meaningful relationships all the way to small and big world events. We bring on special guests that have accomplished big and small and that we know would add value to you. Our mission is for our listeners to always end each episode with a laugh or something learned. This is not the podcast for you if you have a hard time accepting other people's opinions and if you're sensitive and your panties get twisted easily. Then mosey on out of here to the Sensitive Sally's podcast to the left. So if you're ready, buckle up. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Accomplisher podcast. I'm so excited for tonight. Um, it's a very special episode. Um, I have an anonymous guest tonight who is willing to share her story. Um, a lot of personal growth, a lot of heartache, um, a long winter season of going through a separation and being a single parent. Um, and I know she's just going to add so much value to you guys. So, um, I'm trying to think of what we should call you. <laughs> Brittany. Brittany. Love that. So, okay. So, uh, share a little bit about, like, your story and where it starts. I, I mean, obviously, there's a lot more to you outside of, like, what you've been through. But specifically, talking to parents that are going through separation and, and anything like that. Let's start with your story and where it starts. For sure. Well, thank you for having me. So, um, yeah, I... First off, I just want to say, like, if you're going through a hard time, whether it's separation, divorce, you know, a parenting challenge, single parenting, like, it gets better. It's really hard when you're in the trenches, but it does get better. So just cling to that hope with everything you've got. Um, I uh, got married super young. I was engaged at 20, got married at 21, um, got pregnant right away within the first month of being married. Mm-hmm. and um you know had our first child when I was 22 and um within her being a couple months old um we were separated and I was completely single parenting mm-hmm. so at 22 I had a two-month-old baby and I was completely on my own um which was not at all you know like where I expected to be nothing that I had ever planned um but, you know, you, you get thrown a curveball by life sometimes, and you can kind of sink or swim. <laughs> and I feel like I was super lucky and super privileged in a lot of ways because I had a job. Um, I had started working, you know, as an administrative assistant in my church right before my daughter's birth. And so I was able to bring her to work with me, which was huge. I had um, family close by who could provide childcare and who also just helped me and supported me tremendously. And um, they were always kind of there as a safety net. But, you know, um, I think in a lot of ways I was very prideful and so I didn't want to lean on them too much. And so that's kind of like a thing that I had to get over was just my own self-pride and some of the shame that I was carrying from like those titles of separated single mom. And then mm-hmm. uh, when my divorce was finalized too. Right. Um, I also think it's important. Do you think any, cause obviously you, um, you're somebody I really look up to with like your spiritual walk, your faith walk. Do you feel like 
like that played a big part almost in the shame just because we're taught like oh you're not supposed to get divorced but you also it was also like almost like your redemption too because like you were shown you felt like you could feel god with you through the you said multiple times you could feel god with you throughout like the process yeah absolutely i would say like my faith was definitely like the main thing that got me through Mm. um and just like you know in other hard times you know that's what gets you through um but it's also kind of like being in that church community and kind of like the religious part that comes along with that um Mm -hmm. yeah because you go to church on Sunday and you see you know families husbands and wives with their kids in the pews together and you know you're there by yourself or you're there I was there like with my mom sometimes and I think also just being so young too Mm -hmm. um and just feeling like like nobody was judging me for getting married young but I was judging myself or I was you know asking like what didn't I see or what did I miss or you know what mistakes did I make um in the marriage and like it it took a while for me to see that you know it takes two people to get married but it really only takes one person being out you know to get divorced yeah that's so crazy to to put it in that perspective I also think it's important just for people to understand like how fast this happened you know what I mean like it's so um it like such a short period of time you went through so much because you got married um, mm-hmm. You guys didn't live together before you were married. So that in itself, like learning to live. Life change. <laughs> yeah, huge life change. And then immediately like following um, that, getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. right before you, your one-year anniversary, you're, yeah. you're getting separated. That is so many things in such a short season of life. Like yeah. no wonder that like, I mean, we're here almost four years later and like you're finally at the end of the tunnel, but... I can't believe, like, just even just thinking about it, that's crazy. It was. It was a lot of life changes really fast. And, um, like, within that same year, first year, um, my father-in-law was also going through cancer, Mm. um, you know, which was hard on everyone, I think, took an emotional, you know, he's doing great, but that was an emotional toll. and. Yeah. Um, with getting pregnant so fast and you have like doctor's appointments and you're preparing for baby and that also puts I think like financial stress on a relationship too so absolutely a lot all at once yeah Yeah. um looking back because I know we're going to talk about like the separation piece what Mm -hmm. advice do you have for like young couples that are getting married like what do you because I mean obviously as like your friend um (laughs) I know I'm a little biased, just a teensy bit, but I can say with pretty, I'm usually pretty good at like reading both sides and everything. You you fought really hard to keep your marriage together, yeah. Um, and I think anybody that knows the situation would agree. So, but like, what advice do you have for somebody that's going through that right now? Maybe they got married young. Maybe they're arguing all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them is continually leaving. Like, what advice do you have? What do you wish somebody would have like told you during that time? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Well, I think, like, first I would preface it by saying, like, I'm very pro-marriage. I think marriage is a great thing. Um, You know, it's a great foundation to build a family on. And I'm definitely in favor and support of couples working through their issues. Um, 
you know, because I also think that there's a lot of like false expectations of what marriage is going to be. And then you, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, we forget that it's like, it's for the good and the bad. It's in sickness and in health. Um, And, you know, in some ways we have like such a throwaway culture that sometimes I feel like marriage isn't as valued. Um, But at the same time, sometimes divorce is a good thing. Sometimes it's a necessary thing. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, it takes two people to get married, but it's really only one person to end the marriage. Mm -hmm. And if you are compromising who you are, you know, your values, your goals, your morals, um, a relationship is not worth that. And Mm -hmm. even though separation or divorce is a huge, scary thing, um, there's a lot of people who have gone through it and made it through. And if you're walking through that, you're going to make it through. You're going to get to the end of that tunnel too. Yeah. So you like are the most patient person I know for sure, because it <laughs> was kind of you. <laughs> oh, well, I've seen you through it. It was a three year long process of you being like, well, this sign just happened. Like, I think God is telling me to hold off. Or, Mm -hmm. like, right when things would start to roll, you'd be like, I'm not feeling right about this. Like, or Mm -hmm. something would happen and you'd take it as a sign. Um, So, like, walk us through, like, those three years of, like, what was was happening. Like, and I know your relationship got stronger with God. And, like, that was one of the most inspiring pieces to me because I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people that just had been abandoned um, Mm -hmm. and were taking care of, like, a child as a single parent. I think a lot of people... Um, and I can't even say that I wouldn't do this, would almost turn away from God and be like, why, sure. why did you like allow this to happen to me? Yeah. You know, and kind of put the blame. So like walk us through like your mindset and like how that wasn't the case for you. Yeah. Um, definitely like, you know, whenever, um, something bad happens to anybody, I think if you are a person of faith, it can either strengthen your faith or it can totally break it Mm -hmm. or even, um, you know, just like from a non-spiritual perspective, like when we face adversity, it can either strengthen us or, you know, like really damage us. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think, so I had, when I was, um, like 18, I lost a family member that I was super, super close to. And that was, my first big experience with loss it was an uncle who was just like this amazing father figure to me and he died super young super suddenly of a brain aneurysm just like dropped one day and he was gone and um through that experience and you know through like through healing from that and watching other family members dealing with that like I think that's when I first kind of learned that if I lean into my faith, if I lean into my relationship with God, it's going to help me. And if I turn away from that, it's only going to hurt me in the long run. Um, you know, I, I like suffering's like the biggest question. If mm-hmm. you are someone of faith, right? It's like, how can a loving God allow suffering in the world? And, um, I, I don't have like the perfect answer to that, but what I believe is that, you know, God doesn't will suffering, but 
you know, he allows it um, because he allows us to have free choice. He loves us enough that we're not his puppets. Um, But he, being that he does love us, he always wants to walk, you know, with us through things. He loves us like a parent loves their child. And, you know, he's there for us. He's the perfect parent figure that's never going to let us down. Mm -hmm. And so um, just by diving into my faith, um, reading scripture, spending time in prayer, um, you know, doing small groups with my church, like it really helped me kind of cement of who the character of God is and, you know, why he's so good and how he is faithful and just, you know, deepening that relationship and learning to trust him was so essential to me because, you know, when you're let down by your spouse, um, you still have God in your corner. And, you know, I still had family members. I still had a great job. Um, there, there was a lot that I still did have throughout the whole process. Yeah. Yeah. Now, some of the things that I remember, like, you would tell me would blow my mind, um, and I've told you this before, like, I'm working on becoming more open to, like, signs, because I'm not. I'm very much like, oh, it's a coincidence. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, the wind can blow the Bible open to a specific verse, and I, like, it still would take me a, a second, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you were very in tune to, like, listening, I think, with your heart. Um, what was that verse you told me, um, about like, it? I can't, you might not know it off the top of your head, but it, you, it was like during a really dark time and it was like a verse you just turned to and it was like something about God taking care of the widows or something. Do you No. Yes. It's Isaiah, um, chapter 54. Okay. Tell that little story. Yeah. So that, um, that was like a scripture that I would, just like flip open my Bible and it would land on that. And it sounds like so corny and so cheesy, but um, it really just, it, it is. It's like talking about. Um, do you have your Bible with you right now? I do. Oh, I love <laughs> Sarah's like, I didn't know we were actually going to get into it, but I just keep it in my hand all the time. <laughs> it's talking about how. God is going to like redeem the nation of Israel and it starts off raise a glad cry you barren one who did not bear break forth in jubilant song you who who are not in labor for more numerous are the children of the deserted wife than the children of her who has a husband says the Lord and um, then it goes on about you know enlarge the space for your tent um you know, just this story of growth and redemption. And um, I love verse four. It says, fear not, you shall not be put to shame. Be not blush, for you shall not be disgraced. The shame of your youth you shall forget. The reproach of your widowhood no longer remember. For he who has become your husband is your maker. His name is the Lord of hosts. Your redeemer is the Holy One of Israel called God of all the earth. The Lord calls you back like a wife forsaken and grieved in spirit, a wife married in youth and then cast off, says your God. Which is like, um, it just, I felt like it was written to me. Mm. You know, a wife who was married in youth and then cast off. um, Because that's, 
that was what happened. That's how things played out. And, um, you know, after uh, my ex-husband had moved out a a couple months after our daughter was born, um, he he was not involved in the day-to-day parenting. And he had started a new relationship um, before any of the legal separation even happened. And so just to go you know, from that abandonment and that shame and that guilt and that feeling of, like, um, I'm not good enough. You know, I wasn't enough to keep him to be telling or to be reading in Scripture, like, you don't need to blush. You won't be disgraced. You're going to forget this shame. You know, God is your husband. He's your redeemer. He's your maker. He's there for you. He's not going to abandon you. Um And yeah, I would like, I would be hitting a rough spot and, you know, I would cry and I would open up my Bible and like, I would land on that page (laughs) and over. And so that's really, um, yeah, it still chokes me up a little bit to be honest. (laughs) It's also, you know, we can sit here and, and also be like, you know, listen for signs, but also you opening your Bible, that's you looking too. You know what I mean? So that's another thing I admire about you is, like, you just aren't, woe is me. You are constantly looking for, like, what is God trying to tell me through this? So the other question I have for you um, was, like, part of the personal growth. What do you think? Do you think that you fully give, like, um, your faith kind of the um, glory for becoming so much, like, stronger and having, like, such a personal growth focus? I mean, I rarely feel like I, like, yes, of course, this was a dark time. Mm-hmm. And, like, you had your sad moments, but you were so, like, focused on becoming, like, better, it just seemed like to me. Like, you're just very, like, uh, personal growth focused. And I don't feel like a lot of people would be, you know what I mean? So I just, like, I like I, what was it for you that was making, and I know probably a lot of it has to do with you being a parent, but, like walk through like somebody that is going through something do you think like what was helping you focus on becoming better instead of like I guess this is a better way to put it like filling that void because obviously you had that like abandonment that was like a a heartbreak a lot of people turn to like another quick fix whether that be um something like alcohol or something like you know, another relationship, like, oh, he's, he was obviously seeing another woman, I'm gonna go, like, I can get another man, you know, like, what for you was, like, keeping you on the path that you were on? Um, kind of all of those things that you mentioned, um, just definitely my faith, um, my relationship with Jesus, you know, sustained me, um, in the day-to-day, I felt like, you know, this is, the like the make or break moment of like am I a Christian you know Mm. because can I forgive someone who's hurt me Mm. Um, because I had never had someone like personally hurt me um so badly before um and so it's kind of like well can I forgive this person am I going to fill my heart you know with hope and joy and peace or am I going to fill it you know, like with anger and bitterness. And, um, 
you know, I, I didn't want to be angry and bitter. Like I had my moments where I was angry and bitter, but I feel better, you know, when I'm at peace, when I'm focusing on the things that I've been blessed with, you know, when I'm focusing on the joy, um, of the Lord and his promises and his salvation. And, um, definitely first and foremost, like all the glory to God, because that was anything good that came out of me through all of that was the Holy Spirit working through me because on my own, you know, I would be angry. I would be bitter. I would be, you know, resentful and hateful and hanging on to all of that. Um, when in this process, do you feel like you fully forgave? Um, I think there were like multiple times, you know, and it's, it's, it was kind of like every time something hard happened, like I would have to learn how to forgive again. So, you know, like at first it would be like, I'm the one getting up all the time in the middle of the night to do the nighttime feedings and diaper changes. And I'm so angry right now that this is all on me, you know, and and rightfully so, you know, just because we forgive doesn't mean that you know, you excuse the behavior, but you're just not going to carry it with you, you know? And, you know, also finding out about the infidelity was was another big blow and was another thing um, that I had to forgive. And again, it's not so much as saying like, it's okay, but just saying, I'm not going to hold this against you. And I'm not going to keep that bitterness inside of me. Um, And, you know, just, like, a lot of other moments, like, I would find out, like, money had been spent on, like, skydiving tickets for the new relationship. And meanwhile, like, my ex had never bought diapers or wipes (laughs) for our child. And, and, you know, like, things like that where um, it would just, you have to forgive over and over. Like 77 times, seven times. And I was like, okay, I finally get what that verse means. I I probably speak for everybody listening that they're mind blown right now. (laughs) Like, like, I guess, um, and this is a question I, you probably totally got from me multiple times throughout the three year process was like, when, like, Cause, cause it's hard to see somebody that you love and like a friend go through this Mm -hmm. suffering. And I'm sure a lot of people were like, just end it. Like, you know, like get get the divorce. Like, obviously they're not coming around. What made you like, what do you think was the reasoning for holding out so long? Mm -hmm. And like having like that, that patience that you like literally like the abundance of patience. Like what was the mindset behind that? And like, would you, would you tell somebody else to do the same thing? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Good question. Um, so for me, it was very much, um, like prayer driven. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I just, I filed the separation. Um, I was always the one that initiated the legal proceedings. Um, which was like another thing I had to forgive (laughs) because it was like, okay, you're off, you know, Mm -hmm. starting your new life, but yet I'm still the one cleaning up the mess. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, right away it became pretty obvious that I needed to file for separation, um, like for my daughter's protection, because I did not feel like um, her father was capable of taking care of her. 
and so I wanted to make sure that I had full custody. Um, and then to file for divorce, it took me like a couple years longer. And like I said, that was definitely prayer driven. Um, I just, I didn't completely feel at peace with it. Um, I, I still had hope for a long time that, um, you know, we would be able to reconcile that would be able to work things out. And I really wanted to give my daughter, you know, that mm-hmm. like family with both her parents, mm-hmm. um, being married to each other. And I really held out hope for that for a long time. Um, but also like at the same time, um, it like having that long time period, it allowed me to cement who I was as a person, you know, like what my values are. And I really wanted to be able to tell my daughter, like I did everything I could to save things. And, you know, it, it was a bad situation, but I wanted to be able to stand by my actions, you know, when she gets older and she has questions and, um, you know, like I would want her to take a marriage commitment seriously. And so I, wanted to take my marriage commitment seriously and I think giving it that time allowed me to you know be at peace and you know not be I guess ashamed of filing for a divorce when that time came um it allowed me to really develop an amazing relationship um with my ex-in-laws um they're incredible people Mm -hmm. I'm still super close with them, uh, with my daughter's grandparents and her aunt. And, um, you know, I think that by showing them that I I was committed to, you know, what I had promised and that I was committed to keeping the relationship with them um, for my own sake, for their sake, certainly for my daughter's sake, that was something really beautiful and a blessing that was able to come out of that. I don't think that I would necessarily like tell someone to do the same thing that I did. Um, you know, every situation is different. Um, but you know, you, you know, what's right for you and it was the right thing for me, but it might not be right for someone else. And certainly like, you know, someone in an abusive situation, like you need to get out, don't stay your safety or your children's safety is not worth that. Um, but because, like, with the separation, it provided the protection I needed for myself and for my daughter. Um, I felt I could make that decision to hold off on the divorce for so long. Um, but certainly, you know, safe, safety is first and foremost. Absolutely. Okay, so let's go over the single parenting side because you've kind of got into it a little bit, like, how hard it was. But speak to that, like, broken single parent that's carrying, like, such a heavy load. I literally, like, I cannot imagine. Those of you that don't have kids, <laughs> don't have kids. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. They're amazing. But, like, especially the first few years are exhausting. Yeah. Like, um, so walk through, like, I know you said you had to, like, reach out for help and you've got a great support system but that's not all those nights getting up and um especially you know having a daughter that has certain needs around foods and things like that that makes it 
extra challenging. You have to be extra vigilant like you are, and not everybody um, is going to be as vigilant as you. But, like, walk through that single parenting. What's it looked like up to this point? And, like, what were the biggest challenges? What are the things you've learned? What advice do you have for other people? Yeah. Um, well, anyone who's a parent knows, like, it's a 24-7 job. Um, you know, it's even, um, you know, like I had worked in preschool and childcare mm-hmm. before I had a child, but, you know, you're able to clock out, mm-hmm. um, and you don't go home when you go yeah. home, you can sleep and it's your time. And, um, once you have a child, um, you don't get your time, right. you know, because yep. <laughs> even, you know, when they're sleeping, they might wake up or, yes. you know, emergency or someone's throwing up in the middle of the night or you know whatever it is um like even when you're off duty or even when you you know have a babysitter or a family member like you're still on call um and I think you know if you're a single parent that's a big burden to carry alone Um, So I would say that finding community in some way or another is really, really essential. Mm. Um, Yeah, I mean, I've been so lucky to have a great support system. My parents, um, my ex-in-laws, my coworkers, and my job is super family-friendly. You know, great friends like you I'm so grateful for. Um, Just, I'm lucky in so many ways, and... Um, you know, I, I know, like, I always have someone that I can call if I really need to. Um, but if you don't have that, you know, try to find community, um, you know, whether it's like a mom at the park or, Mm -hmm. you know, a church group or a Facebook group or anything, just Mm -hmm. having someone who can kind of like normalize some of the kids stuff. Um, yeah when you're like so my necessary. kid is doing this like is your kid doing that too and you feel a little <laughs> a little less alone <laughs> yeah my kid put something in the toilet you know my kid hurt <laughs> I'm pretty sure your kid learned the bare butt toots from you though so <laughs> no oh one God. to blame but yourself all the for that <laughs> all the potty talk <laughs> I'm just kidding yeah no that's that's so true how how do how do you get a baby was the question I got tonight (laughs) right before bed the storks the storks how do you get a baby (laughs) you order it from the catalog (laughs) duh (laughs) yeah those questions are coming we need to we need to prepare Mm -hmm. (laughs) no that's great advice so so I think um, it's it's so great also to probably get in touch with other single parents. Like, yeah. you know, like, yes, normalize the kids stuff, but I'm sure it probably, I know you said you had some ladies at your church that kind of walked you through that had been through similar things. For sure. Uh, un- unfortunately, it's not a rare event yeah. to go through a divorce. It's not a rare event these days to be a single parent, so you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other piece I know we were going to talk about is like the co-parenting. Um, mm-hmm. and I think we've been doing a pretty good job not to get into too many crazy details, but it's been a very difficult journey to, to say the least for you with co-parenting. 
So mm-hmm. I don't know. You don't have to get into a ton if you don't want to. But like, what's what was kind of like happening there, and like, how what advice do you have for anybody that's going through that? Because I know um, one thing I respected about you. I think there's a lot of spiteful women out there, <laughs> and you'd have all rights to be in your situation for sure. But you haven't mm-hmm. been, and obviously you you know it's important for your child to see their father, yeah. um, regardless of terrible choices and how much he's hurt <laughs> your family. Um, so like what, what advice do you have for somebody that is needing to give visitation, Mm -hmm. um, and kind of mentally preparing for that? Yeah. Um, well, I think boundaries is a really important thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like one, one of the best things that I did, um, for myself, you know, throughout this whole process was get counseling and get good counseling Mm -hmm. and, um, cause I, I had tried it once. It, it wasn't a great fit. It, it wasn't someone who I could really relate to or, you know, who I felt comfortable sharing things with. Um, but then I, I tried it a couple, you know, years after my first attempt and it, it was a totally different experience. It was a complete game changer for me. And, um, it's probably like the best thing I've ever done. Mm. Um, But I think, you know, understanding what healthy boundaries are, um, you know, and like the parent and child relationship, like I have had to talk to, you know, family members and be like, you can't badmouth, you know, my ex in front of, Mm. you know, my daughter. Good for Um, you. That's huge. Yeah. Because it's very easy to do. I mean, there's a lot to badmouth. (laughs) So Um, that's that's very... Like, yeah, I respect you. Never I never want her to like internalize. Yeah, no, that's so smart. You know, stuff, negative stuff about him. Um, you know, and re- like put it on her, or just like I would never want her to like internalize my flaws too. Right. And so I kind of made myself that promise. Like I'll always answer her questions honestly, but um, I'm I'm never going to. I don't want to like gossip. I don't want to slander him. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to protect my child's relationship with their parent, um, with the other parent. That being said, um, there are times, you know, like when I've limited visitation or, um, well, not limited visit. I, we have like the visitation established, um, you know, in a judgment that's been signed off by the court. And so we, we follow that. Um, but there's been requests for more visitation, which, you know, I haven't given at this point, um, just because I feel like, um, I have concerns about, you know, being able to follow through on that long term, And I don't want to build up an expectation for my daughter that he can't fulfill. Um, you know, there's some issues with consistency and, um, with substance abuse and um I I want to be very protective of my daughter um with with all the people that I bring around her you know um but I I never want her to feel like her dad is a bad person um we all make mistakes and certainly a lot of the choices he's made have not been good ones but um also, like, none of us should be defined by our worst moments, you know, because mm-hmm. we would all look pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know. Um, Except for me. 
I'm well, kidding. yeah, except I'm for you. Totally joking. We're all striving for yeah. that. But. <laughs> no, totally joking. Sarah <laughs> definitely knows. <laughs> yeah. No, that's um, so great. I but, I respect that so much because, um, especially with like my work background, I've worked with a lot of separated families, and um, these days it's very rare to have a mom go through what you did or even, I mean, honestly, even a dad, but I say specifically moms because that, that we do have like a, a very strong abandoning father, mm-hmm. you know, trend in society. Trend in society. Absolutely. Yeah. It happens both ways, but sure. um, it's so easy to cut off a parent because of some very big mistakes. And I, I just admire that so much. And I think, um, your guys' kiddo will in the future too. Like when when they're able to look back, um, when she's able to look back on the situation, I think that that's gonna be a big deal. Yeah, I hope so. And um, you know, but it's also like I've had to put some boundaries in place um around communication between us. Also, mm-hmm. um, like right now, it's only email. Um. And it, it really only pertains to things about our daughter. Like, yeah. we, we don't talk about our personal lives. And, um, you know, it, it's great if two parents can be friends. You know, I would say that's the goal. Um, but if, it's, if there's unhealthy communication, if it's an unhealthy relationship, even as exes, like, you have to put those boundaries up for your own mental sanity. Yes. <laughs> you gotta you know I know I just thought of you're getting weird texts and phone calls at work or I was just I won't say it I digress I know I'm not gonna say it but we both know there's been some weird the game of thrones (laughs) that's going through my head right now (laughs) oh I know what we could call you instead of oh my goodness Just kidding. Everybody will have to just wonder on that one. I'll put it on a t-shirt someday for you. Um, but no, you actually kind of segued into one of my last um, questions and one of the last things about your story. And I love that you already did, but therapy. So what made you decide to go? And um, like, obviously I, I know how much it's helped you and like perspective. And I'm such a big advocate for it for anybody, regardless of how big or small you think your problems are. The the value around getting a third party um, that's not involved uh, at all and somebody yeah. that's professionally trained to help you navigate through your mind. Um, I think that is so, so valuable. So walk, walk, walk us through that. Yeah, so actually, um, so I um, am just kind of completing right now about like 10 months of therapy and um, I'm gonna take a break from it for a little bit because um, I've you know gotten to a good place with that. But um, it was, so I um, was kind of like debating whether or not to, you know, take that final step and file for divorce. And, um, you know, I, I was getting a lot of weird communications from my ex, um, and it was very, very stressful. And it was to the point where like I had daily headaches. I was getting pretty severe panic attacks, um, wasn't sleeping at night. So like the stress was interfering, you know, with my day to day life. And I 
couldn't be like the parent that I wanted to be because, you know, I was battling with anxiety and it's just, you know, when you're going through that, it's this cloud and you're not your full authentic self that you want to be. And, um, so that was kind of like what pushed me into it. You know, again, I think sometimes I can be a little too prideful and I didn't want to ask for help. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I was pushed to that because, you know, like my body was failing me basically Mm. because of stress and it was, so I knew that I needed to like get some therapy, get some outside help and, again, just kind of have to like give credit to God because I was like, okay, God, um, I had a really, you know, kind of bad experience the first time and like, I need help, but I don't know where to find it. And just like, help me find someone who's going to help me. And, um, we're like going through a rough patch of sleep with my daughter and I was taking her for night drives and, Mm. um, I literally was out driving like a random, you know, loop and, um, she had just fallen asleep and I was looking for a place to pull over so I could turn around and I pulled into a parking lot and there were three counselors offices and I was just like, okay, this is kind of weird, but I'm just going to take a picture of the sign. Um, you know, maybe one of them will be it and, um, went home and like looked them all up, read their bios, all of like kind of their specializations. And one of them, I was like, okay, I think, um, you know, she kind of specializes in the stuff that I need help with. Um, I had no idea that's how that started. I thought, yeah, no, So it was just like, it was totally like a prayer answered because it was totally by chance that I found my counselor. Um, and she ended up just being so amazing and definitely have having that like neutral third party, um, who can be like, okay, this is what, where you need to work on. And like, no, actually, you know, you're okay in this position. Cause I, I think like for me, I would have a tendency to like self-doubt and second guess and um you know and it's part of like that prideful and like perfectionism trait it's like I always want to be right I always want to be perfect (laughs) but then I'll just like ruminate and go over and over and so it's like good to it was so good for me to just like have someone who can like break me out of that Mm -hmm. um and you know hearing it from hearing things like from a professional like gave me more confidence in myself um Cause like, you know, we've talked about kind of like the shame and the guilt and like having the titles of single mom and divorced. And like, I associated those things with failures, Mm -hmm. but just kind of like through talking with her, working things out, you know, like being able to see the whole picture. Like now I can honestly say that I see those as like my biggest strengths. Mm -hmm. And, um, that feels really good to say because I never like that's a total 180 for me honestly (laughs) um stop it so freaking special I love that but um and another thing is that you know like I also took um medication antidepressants for Mm -hmm. a while um just to help with that daily anxiety and so 
you know, like I said, like, I think community is so important whenever you're going through anything, but also like not being afraid to reach out to professionals, doctors, therapists, um, social workers, you know, um, as a single parent, like I was on state sponsored healthcare for a little bit. Um, you know, like there are resources out there and it's, it's for situations, you know, to be needed and to be used. And so I think that I would also just encourage people, like, don't be ashamed to take advantage of the resources because they're there for you and it's okay to ask for help. And now, you know, like I said, I would totally see it as a sign of strength to ask for help. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Oh my gosh. It's such a, the last thing I wanted to go through is like your light at the end of the tunnel. You've already kind of touched on like how many of these things have just become, um, yeah, like you've just become a stronger person through going through all this um, heartache and hardship. Um, And uh, I just want to say like, I'm just so freaking proud of you. And I'm so grateful to be like a friend of yours. You are so inspiring. Um, You just, I think you're like full of hope for people. Um, I think now you being in a very like thriving and flourishing like relationship, you knew exactly what you were looking for. And so, and I don't, we don't have to get into details about that because I know it's personal, but I think it's so important for people to know like you're, there probably is someone out there for you that, you know, like you had to just go through some things and growth, go through some growth. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, well, yep. Um, <laughs> definitely light at the tunnel um, yeah. as I'm starting to date again um, but I think you know like I'm very happy with this new relationship but also just to like toot my own horn for a minute I think like the true light at the end of the tunnel was like being happy with myself and being mm. confident in myself and I think that it would have been like a huge mistake for me to start dating um, without kind of like having my own baggage, you know, sorted. Like there's always there's always going to be stuff that pops up in life. And hopefully you have, you know, a supportive partner to walk um, through those things with you. But um, like I needed to be ready. I needed to be happy with myself and confident in myself before I was ready to be in a relationship with anybody else. And I think, you know, it's also, it's a good feeling to know, like, I I would be totally okay even if I wasn't in a relationship too. And just, you know, it's good to be happy with yourself and have other fulfilling relationships outside of, like, a romantic one. Um, obviously, romantic relationships are wonderful and should be celebrated, Um, but they're not the end-all be-all and you know like we talked about a little bit earlier like nobody else can feel fill that void you know if you haven't found a way to heal that and fill that on your own oh my gosh mic drop if you don't get anything (laughs) else from like this which I know you will definitely the last minute and a half just (laughs) replay it but you're so right you know two two halves two people that are just a half a person that haven't gone mm-hmm. through the growth, they haven't grown themselves like you have, that doesn't make a whole person. There's yeah. nobody in the world that will complete you, except mm-hmm. for, you know, if you believe in Jesus, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But 
um, you know, you have to really figure out how to complete yourself and be a, be a full person for the person you're meant to be with, you know? So yeah. I love that. Oh my gosh. Is there anything? I literally, I couldn't even add anything better than that. <laughs> you just killed it. I love that. Your, your daughter is so lucky to have like a strong woman figure like you. Thank you. You're very, very kind. And yeah, I mean, I would just say, you know, like I wanted to be anonymous, but yeah. um, if you're like going through a similar situation or you need you know, someone to talk to, like, reach out to Katie and she can, you know, send you my information because... I'll screen you before I yeah. send you over to Brittany. Yeah, sure. but you're not alone. Other people have gone through the same things and there's hope and there's light and you're going to get through this too. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on and you're just Thank you for having such me. an inspiration. So, I, yeah, I don't have anything else to add. <laughs> if you got Thank value you. from it, share it. Share it with your single parent friends that might be struggling or any any parent situation. Um, I know this would add so much value. So, anyways, thank you.